so there you are, standing in the teleportation room with uh, two elves and a hooded figure. There's two of you? You, in the blue robe, are you a purveyor of the blue light? Brother, what is he talking about? And your younger, uh, one of your, um, sorry, uh, you are the youngest. So another one of your older brothers uh, pulls down the hood and there's a third person that looks just like Lorthamar. Uh, this is Lortharon. Oh, I was right about that. <laughs> I can't keep track. Um, because brother, what is he talking about? Um, it is it is complicated. Uh, oh, I'm not sure. So, <laughs> did you get a letter or did you send the letter? Do you know who they is? Uh, you sent the letter. I'm the one who sent the letter. Okay. Okay, so I'll... So that's, that's, that answers that. That mystery solved. All right. Um, so, uh, like, why? You know what they're conspiring? Um, well... They, I'm um, very lonely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, I've... I've been through a lot since the last time we've been together. It seems as though you all have been too. But I am here because I need your help. Yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what we do. Yeah, I mean, we offered help many, many times, but you never took it up, so this must be bad. Brother, you're sure that these are... sure they're still up to... Oh! We're up to it! And like, I, like, bring myself up to full three foot eight inches, or whatever it is. Windar uses his silver... Let's go! Windar uses um, his silver tongue and says, Do you really think uh, Lorthamar would waste your time with has-beens? Persuasion? Before three foot nine. Oh, by the way, before you What's the modifier though? Twenty. So before you start speaking, he pulls this elegant blade that looks like it's made of solid moonlight. Um and he draws it out, and there are five uh like arcane looking runes that run up the blade. Mm. And he pulls it out. Um, as you're kind of puffing up and he's, and he's sort of like examining his, um, his blade. And then you say this persuasive thing and he goes, Oh no, no, I'm, I'm quite excited to see what the, um, the goblin spooshers are made of. I'm so sick of all like this melodramatic, like everybody wants to see what we can do thing. We saved the world. Just like, let's go. Wait, did you? He holds a, he holds a blade of moonlight. Yeah, we did. I don't know. Well, I remember. I remember hearing something about destroying the top of a sacred yeah. mountain. Yeah. Like, how, do you, what, how do you think? Like we just no. Went no up don't there? get me wrong. It's impressive. I'm, I'm not. I'm not criticizing. It's. It's impressive. Dira. But like, we didn't just go up there to like blow up a mountain. Like we did stuff, and the blowing up was secondary. Yeah, sure. I was. I, I mean, I. It, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they've heard that. Like whatever song I wrote, like about the, mm-hmm. the battle of the gods. Peak. Probably. Okay. Well, probably spread. Well, I would first. Myself like to thank you for the disposal of Aegisar. It uh, freed up my time quite a bit. Did you yeah, know I had questions him? for you about that. Like, you were working for Aegisar. You didn't know about, like, any of this? There's a difference between serving in a military unit and knowing the intertwining things that could be going on behind mm. the scenes. I was not a part of that. Mm. Well, we got all his stuff. Oh, yeah, we did get all his stuff. Yeah, we have all his stuff. Good. Yeah. It, it may c- 
become useful. So, so what do you need? We have money. Well, um, uh, it's it's quite complicated, but uh, as you know, during our time, I was quite uh, closed off. We'll say yes. No. Um, That's all. We were best friends. A good. For good reason, and I ask you to trust me on that. But uh, in light of things that have happened as of late, I knew no, and I would look towards my brother and just say, I knew no better group that, than you to help with this cause. So he, he f- goes to put his, this curved elven blade of sh- literally shining silver and as he kind of flourishes it, it comes like within like an inch of your nose, Brimley. And he kind of twirls it and then slides it into a sheath. I just kind of give him like this deadpan look. Like, you, you, you done? Can you stare down a hellhound without flinching? <laughs> You're not that strong! <laughs> we. I know. <laughs> Brother, can you take us back? And the, um, puts his hood up and it says, Yes, brother, but I am beginning to feel like a taxi service. And um, they, uh, the three Therons step into the, um, the dais. The three uh, Under the teleporter. The two, is it Lorthamar and his two brothers. Yeah, was it, what was the, the hooded one's called name? Uh, Lortharon. Lortharon Theron? Yep. So yep. they're on a dais. Amadeus, Amadeus. What did I say your older brother's name was? Because I was going back and forth and if I wanted to call the older brother Lortharon or... Lorthadol, thank you, thank you. Lorthadol. Lorthamur. It's D-A-L, Lorthadol. So did your parents, like, look in a book for all these amazing names? It's a family name. Cool. Get on. Amadeus. On the dais, on the dais, on the dais, on the dais. Okay, we can we can do this later. <laughs> Come on, cool. it's just good to be around people. Your brother starts, you know, spinning the arcane magics in the, which he is proficient with, um, and you are gone, and you reappear in a cavern. Torches have been, you know, bolted to the stone walls. Uh, or lanterns. Uh, their lanterns are bolted to the stone walls, and you find yourself in a, in a similar room. Actually, like it's, there's tra- travel things, and there is this kind of permanent uh, circle that has been scratched into the ground. It does not look as nice as the arcane room in Brimley's Tower, but that's what's up. Uh, and you find yourselves in uh, a cave, a cavern. So, what are we doing here? You can begin to walk with them well we can walk and talk yes we can okay so he you know he, he's going to lead you through caverns as you're talking and you're going to see offshoots and uh you're going to see quite a few um elven soldiers um all wearing various levels of of either blue level uh, leather armor or some of them are wearing you know pl- uh, even plate mail and uh as he you know you see this is very there's a lot of commotion um, as he's leading you through the caverns and talking to you. So, um, where shall I begin? Uh, long story short, I was the reason why I was even with you guys in the first place was because I was cast out as an exile from my 
land. Uh, evil man took over uh, in place of my family as the ruling family of the my country. Uh, he usurped his position, uh, took my brother away, and I would look at my my eldest brother, North North at all, and um, and and hid him away and tortured him. And uh, for a long time, I searched uh, for a way to uh, save my people. Uh, years passed. I lost many a friend, many many an ally, and I found him. And now we are building up our force to take back what is rightfully ours. And as he says, the words building up our force, the cavern opens into a massive underground cavern uh, and is a harbor. And there are 30 elven ships docked in this harbor. And there are hundreds and hundreds of elven soldiers. Oh, um, so yeah, you've been working. <laughs> and as you, as you walk by, every time an elf walks by, they put one hand over their heart in a fist and sort of salute um, all three of the Theron brothers. Oh, so we're helping you liberate your country. Well, uh, that is the idea. It's been a long time. Now we have an idea of a plan of attack. Um, this is not going to be easy. When is it ever easy? Um, it's true, but we're dealing with quite a force. What do we know about them? Well, they're powerful. Uh, his older brother speaks up. We are, um, potentially going against the full force of the Winterstride army. Um... Winterstride is a small island nation, um, a city, the entire. Um, and he brings you, you, you kind of lead them, you and your brother lead them into the, sort of like a war room. Um, and they have like a map of Atroon and sort of um, in like a map of Europe where um, Sardinia would be is uh, sort of, that's where Winterstride Isle is. We will be going against the Winterstride Navy. And the uh, the Winterstride Wyvern Riders. Well, not we per se, but our army. Right. Um, so, as you all know, I consider myself quite a tactician. And, uh, Indeed. I have come up with a plan with the help of my brothers to hopefully catch the usurper off guard. Do we hit him with something heavy? <laughs> I, I would quite enjoy that. Oh, that sounds like a plan to me. Let's do it. Okay, but that, <laughs> <laughs> what do I that, have to hurt? The the plan is our allies here will take on the armies for as long as they possibly can. While they are causing a distraction, we will enter in to the secret entrance of the castle. Once there, 
we will have to deal with many, we'll call them problems, and we will find the usurper, we will kill him. With this person in this position, what have they been doing? Well, aside from killing and exiling many of my people, just being genuinely evil. That's enough for me. There, um, you could roll a history check if you want. Ooh. Sure. Yeah. Get me. I'm getting these poopy rolls out of the way. <laughs> zero. <laughs> I did a zero, zero, or a 20. Okay. That was great. Uh, what'd you get? 23. Uh, 23. Um, uh, Winterstride Isle has long been a very uh, isolationist type islands nation, but it has recently uh, conquered an island uh, of a similar size. Um, it's probably 300 miles from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it doesn't seem like there's any intention of slowing down. Well, okay. It's always nice when they break out of their shell just to be big jerks. So I guess we have to beat them back down. That's the plan. But who is they? (gasps) Winner freezes. (laughs) They. They. His eyes cloud over. They. (laughs) I was, because Korath was just like thinking really hard. He's just like, like, wait, there's that other thing that I I still don't know. Wait, who are they talking? They, they, they smoked me on this, on the God's Peak. They almost took me. They took me, almost kept me. Do they know them? I don't know. The purveyors of death. We have to stop them. So when do we fight? Tomorrow. Okay, so I'm summoning Trevor again since he didn't come in through the portal with us. So I have my horse. <laughs> and then... Um, like, fighting at night isn't super helpful because you have all a dark vision and so do all of them. So hitting them, like, right as the sun is coming up, you know, um, guards are changing, <clears throat> things like that is the most strategic. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Your brother says out loud. Yes. I'm... Gonna do find familiar and get me a a hawk. Cool. You have find familiar now? Yes, I do. Ritual cast. Be great. That's great. And it's a it's just a regular sized hawk. I'm trying to think of like the coloration, but um, ooh, bronze and silver like me because Windar's kind of full of himself. Cool. And well, he's super original. His name is Hawk. <laughs> Let me show you where um, any of you can stay. I, I, I wish to talk to my brother about a, a thing or two. If um, would you guys like to make yourself comfortable? Of course. Yes. Thank you. He leads you to. It's 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 all just a, a network of caves. You can see that like on the harbor, there is like a big opening, like a cave opening, that. Uh, is how the ships can get in and out of this um, underground, very, very large underground harbor. 
Um, so it shows you just like a part of a cave where, you know, there's very crude beds. Um, you know, they've spent the past, well, Lorthamar has spent the past 15 years creating this place. His brother's been around. 12 years? 12-ish years. And he pulls you uh, off to another room. He kind of shows you this, just like a regular barracks for the, the three of you, but, you know, there's nobody else in there. And he pulls you off to, um, to kind of a side room. It's um, it's time. It is. I um. I wanted to give you something. Um. All those years ago, when you came through the door, and I saw you, and I saw you holding Dad's sword. You looked a lot like him. I, mean, I guess we all do, but. And it was really nice of you to give it back to me. But I'm proud but not stupid. And you are a better warrior than I am. And I think it would be better in your hands. And he kind of untakes, like, unloops this, his moon blade from his waist and he just kind of holds it up to you. I would kind of like. I would kneel in front of him and just, uh, I don't know what to say. Well, we got to kill this guy. So say that you'll drive it through his heart. With pleasure. Um, and he actually leads you through the ritual of attuning it to yourself because it's not as simple as just attuning to it. Um, in the hands of your father, this particular Moonblade is a plus two um, longsword, but it's curved. Um, it has the finesse property, you know, so you can use your decks and stuff with it. Uh, it crits on a 19 and 20. Um, which you might already get, actually. Did you already get that? No, that's a... Uh, no, that's no, champion. No. Champions, champion, yeah. That's yeah. champion okay. fighter. And uh, your brother the sort of unique ability he added to the blade as it was attuned to him was the ability to summon a sort of shadow of himself. Um, so if you have the moon blade, you pull up the moon blade, uh, the 99 um, thing is you can use your action to call forth an elf shadow provided you don't already have one serving you. The elf shadow appears in an unoccupied space, uh, unoccupied space within 120 feet of you. It uses the statistics for a shadow except that it's neutral, immune to the effects that turn undead, and it doesn't create new shadows. You can control this creature uh, deciding how it acts and moves. It remains until it drops to zero hit points, or you dismiss it in his action. So he can, his sort of thing that he added to the blade is that he could summon this shadow of himself um, to fight alongside of him. So shadow of myself or a shadow? Uh, it, would be, it will be a shadow of yourself, theoretically. Um, but it's the shadow. It's statistically, it's mechanics of a shadow. Got it, yeah. Um, I have to add, I'm adding that to my um, to your to your creatures and whatnot. <laughs> it can fly. Um, it can fly. And he leads you through this process of attuning to it. And you as you finish this kind of process, and there's some, you know, elven words that are spoken over it. There's actually the letting of, of some of your blood. You find yourself kind of um, teleported 
ethereally to sort of just black night, twinkling stars. There's no moon. And you're sort of hovering in this kind of space. You're in this kind of psychic energy form. And almost like a moon, there's this kind of silver hologram of your brother that appears before you. And uh, he says, and see, I'll, I'll be there with you even then. And then another elf appears before you and another and another and another. And you see yourself looking at your father and your grandfather and your great grandfather and your great grand uncle. And then your great, great grandfather. Is that five? And, uh, your father says, uh, wow. It's the first time you're seeing your father in a pretty long time. What? What, what? How is this possible? Well, we're all here, you know. He all added something to the blade, and you, you're going to also. You know, I'm not really here. I'm somewhere, probably, I guess, if you're so surprised to see me. Cool. But I'm just, you know, a sort of a reflection of, of your father. I'm him, and I'm, I'm not him, too. Your grandfather, and I'm just sort of like your great... Uh, your great granduncle sort of his arms crossed and he looks very surly. And your dad says, he's, you know, it's not, usually a seventh son doesn't end up appearing, you know, but I'm, I'm impressed. I'm not going to lie. Thank you. So I'm dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't say. I Got it. I, yeah. Well, I'd given, because I'd given the sword to your your brother, while well, I was still alive, and then he hasn't said anything. And is your, the image of your brother goes, I'm just a reflection, Dad. <laughs> I, I know about as, as much as you do. So I know what Lorthodol knew when he bonded to the blade. So, all right, all right. I, I, I don't understand. What? So what? Where am I? The sword? Your body? Who are you people? (laughs) Um, so what, so what, what are you, what are you, do you, do you have knowledge for me? Do you have anything that I should know? Um, don't accept drinks from your trusted advisor. (laughs) That, that is oddly. Specific. I guess. <laughs> um, I, I'm sorry. I haven't seen you in years, and now it's. It's weird. It's empty. It's. Yeah. Strange. Well, I mean, lucky for me, you know, there's going to be some version of you here someday. Keep us company, but. Um, We're always here, so if you ever need to talk or run things by anybody. Do do I just commune with the sword? Yeah, pretty much. And uh, your brother says, um, if I gave you the blade out there, 
Probably not going to be the king. Because that's a king's blade. It's, it's meant for one person in our society. So even if I don't say anything out there, you know, I live in a sword, so. <laughs> but me out there, it might be a little, just FYI. I understand. Um, well, I, well, I, I guess my question would be, uh, do you, will, does will my, will my plan work? Well, will I, will I do this? Your great grand uncle speaks up for the first time. He's got his arms crossed. He goes, yeah, you'll do it. You're a Theron. Don't you know? <laughs> Dear lady. <laughs> um, well, I suppose I know where to find you. Yeah. And I want you all to know. Now look at everyone who's here and say, I will redeem our people. I will destroy the evil that has taken over. And I will make sure unleash the suffering that he has caused upon him. You kind of come back into your body and there's a, a new symbol that's added to the sword. And on top of everything I just said, it is also a Vorpal blade. What? Wow. Neato. So that blade just... Yeah. Just lots of... That is... Decap on a crit. That is what Lorthamar has added to the blade. So this blade is literally like one for all. (laughs) In a lot of ways. I like it. Okay, so I'm sorry. It was plus two to damage and hit. It was crit on 1920. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a Vorpal Blade. It's a finesse weapon. It's a finesse weapon. It's a Vorpal Blade. And it can summon a shadow. And it can summon a shadow. A lot. Okay. I don't even know how to keep these notes. Like we're going to figure this out. Pretty tough. With gusto. It took me a while. Is that to... what the charges are for? I don't even know what D&D Beyond wants me to do right now. <laughs> I would guess. No, that doesn't have charges. When your shadow is destroyed, you can just summon a new one. Oh, interesting. Because it says that you can call one, um, provided that you don't already have one serving you. So you can always do it as an action, yeah. Shall we fast forward through the night? Yeah, uh, can Brimley roll portents when he wakes up? Sure. Korath will get into his mountain armor. Yeah, okay, Windar okay. gets into okay. his uh, armor and... <clears throat> there is a... Babbles. Quiet in the camp. There is that kind of like pre-war jitters. Yeah. I got a two 15s and a 5 for my portents. Okay. Going out there. You don't teleport out of this chamber. You actually, the group of you, plus Lorthadal and plus Lortharon, are all together on sort of the lead warship. And all of the boats, the ships, leave through this uh, hole in the cavern. As you look behind, you see there's actually an illusion that makes it look as if it is still a solid cave wall. And you begin sailing toward the uh, Winterset Isle, which 
takes a little bit of time. It, it's it actually it's a couple of days oh, okay. um, travel, and kind of like the day before the battle is theoretically going to happen, uh, Lortharon um, goes to you, Lorthamar, and your older brother, and says, "Are we ready for this?" I uh, look at my new blade, which through the night I would have done the ritual, the Eldritch Blade ritual, mm-hmm. or the weapon bond. Okay. So um, I would actually not have it with me at all. Got it. And I would just kind of put out my hands and I would summon the blade to me. It's <laughs> ready as I'll ever be. I'm casting Bless on everyone. Well, not everyone. Because um, I'm only going to do a first level spell slot. Um, oh. I'm not going to give it to Brimley. <gasps> no, whatever. Because it's a, pl- it's a D4 to your attack rolls. But what are you doing? Bless? Bless. Isn't Bless like a minute? Oh, yeah. It's only a minute. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> not doing that. Not doing that. Wait, what was I thinking of? Never mind. I'm not doing that. <laughs> so they roll out a teleportation circle. It is a carpet, effectively, that has been, you know, it's yeah. a, That's cool. a portable teleportation circle. And uh, Lortha Ron steps into it and says, I'll be right back. <laughs> Vanishes. Now 20 so, minutes go by. What's this part? I figure they probably need about a... A day to rally the troops and mm. get ready to meet us. And he pops back in a little later and goes, "Well, they're up. They're awake. They're 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 mustering soldiers. We need them to meet us. Mm. So, um, okay, let's 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 meet them. Cool." And we fast forward. I mean, this was literally like the night before. Right. And uh, it is the morning time. And you are continuing these, these warships, continuing to move across the ocean. And the Great Sea, I should say. And when you wake up the next morning, there is a much larger fleet. And you can see things flying through the air. Like um, meeting us. Coming uh, towards us. Coming towards uh, you. And uh, uh, your your older brother says, "Are we ready?" Yeah, yeah, cool. And then you all get into the teleportation circle, and Lortharon um, says, "When we get there, I'm going to stay at the circle. If things go really, 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 really wrong, I will be there to bring whatever survivors." their home. I will be invisible. Call out for me. This is Lortha the younger wizard. Can I just call you Ron? I'd very much prefer that you don't. Fine. And continues to do these arcane practice and all of you are... Gone, and you appear in a dark, dank basement. 
There is no light. Danky. Uh, so I have, uh, seeing as I have dark vision, um, what do I see? I want to make a perception check to see what I have around me. It looks like an abandoned, uh, like wizard's lab. Um, and this was the sort of last piece of the puzzle that you needed. It was this, this particular teleportation circle that your brother, your oldest brother knew the runic pattern to, mm-hmm. um, as he would, was going to be the next king. Um, so if you were to look at, um, winter set isle from above, it sort of looks like a target in that all along the coast is just city on the entire island. And then after the city, there is miles of farmland. So then almost in like bands. Right. And then after the miles of, of farmland, there is a no, like a second city basically. And this is sort of the richer part of the country. Um, so poor and rich alike get their food and sustenance from that sort of band of green that's in between the two cities. And then at the heart of the richer city is sort of like a central park is kind of this bullseye of green. And at the center of that is the tower of the high mage, which is what the usurper has named your family home. And so you are, you find yourself and you know this cause this is the plan you you know that you are in a basement in sort of a the ruins of a crumbled tower that's in that kind of central park area. So you are with you are deep at the center of Winterset Isle, and but it, there is a forest between you and your quarry. So as you sort of you know open the doors and you find yourselves outside of this kind of ruined tower, and you see. The forest, you see a spire, a tower that comes straight up out of the, um, the center of the forest. And you see it twinkling and beautiful. It's made of, of marble. And the, um, the shingling of the roofs looks like it, each individual tile is made of lapis lazuli. And uh, it's just, it's just sparkles in the, uh, in the morning sun. The trees around you are that sort of white... Uh, birch, kind of the papery bark, um, but the trees are a like a deep indigo, uh, like a deep blue with little bits of purple um, in it. The grass is green, um, and inside this park, you know there aren't many different kinds of creatures. There are these sort of blue um, ostrich-like. Um, razor beak birds, which are herbivoric. Only herbivoric, herbivoric. So they, just, they eat plants. Yeah, got it. Understand. And <laughs> these are sort of the favored mounts of uh, of Winterstride Isle, and they are these sort of natural food to the kind of cyan blue uh, saber cats that live in this forest, and the silverish. Um, wyverns, um, which will occasionally hunt here as well, who don't look like your traditional D&D wyvern. They're more like, they sort of have almost like a long snake-like body with a dragonish head. They have those kind of mustache tendrils that come out of their face. Um, And instead of arms and legs, they have almost butterfly wings, but they're more like large sail-like 
wings. And so they, they can stay aloft without sort of flapping. They sort of just ripple, um, and that sort of keeps them aloft. And this is the, um, the air support of the, the winter Stridian army, uh, is, uh, these wyvern riders. And so you know that those are also potentially things that you might encounter, um, as well as, you know, any winter stride guards that may be in the forest. And so I thought it would be fun because it hasn't, it hasn't, uh, happens in a while to do a skill challenge as you guys Ooh. attempt to cross through this central um, forest park to try to get to the tower of the high mage. So it's going to be pretty difficult. So you need to get um, five successes before you get three failures the DC is a 20. Oh, yeah. Well, some of you have some insane skills, so. I'm going to persuade a tree. Yeah. Um, they're, not, they're not all applicable necessarily, Can but. Can you give us directions? <laughs> so why don't you roll me initiative? Initiative! Just to see what. Are you kidding me? Order we're going to do this in. Your brother is with you too. Um. All right, cool. So, okay, I got one. Anybody get between 20 and 25? 24. 24. Windar. Anybody get between 15 and 20? 17. Cool. Uh, so, you guys can choose to see who go first. goes. I mean, each turn you're you can. Way faster. Each turn you can decide. <laughs> um, yeah, we, yeah we, we, get, we essentially have a collaborative turn. <laughs> uh, your brother will go next. You can't just write Lorth anymore. There's too many lords. Uh, and what'd you get? 14. 14. All right, pretty good. I could be LTE. He could be L. E. Bro. Um, no, bro. Bro. Windar. What's my other brother? Brothamar. Bro. Windar, what do you do as you begin to. Lorthamar uh, and Lorthadal uh, are sort of like telling you like which direction, right. like, like keeping you on track. Um, but you can actually see the Tower of the High Mage from where you are, so you know the direction that you have to go. Wait, I don't mean to sound like I know your homeland better than you, but I spent a lot of time reading about different... about <laughs> different areas of the world, and I believe there might be a short way to get us there. History check. Go for it. 35. Your numbers are crazy! Yeah, that's a success. Bards... Darbs, right? That's upsetting. That's, that's a success. Oh, what? Yeah. Reading. So yeah. you, uh, <laughs> as you guys are are walking along, uh, you see a a sort of uh, rock formation that is carved, and it actually sticks out to you mm -hmm. that uh, you've read something about it. And so you have a feeling that if you kind of follow, you're sort of on. There is like sort of a general path mm -hmm. uh, that you're on at least at this point, and. You kind of, you kind of get this feeling like if you go right, uh, you're going to potentially avoid um, some hazards. Going to the left, there is sort of this um, canyon mm -hmm. that can be very difficult to go down and then back up again. This is kind of like fissure in the ground. It's not like you know a giant canyon or anything. Gotcha. Um, and so you 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 suggest that, and the group you, you know you guys kind of veer right. That's your first success. Yeah. Wow. Corthamar. Uh, wow. Corthamar. 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 
Uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go first. <laughs> Lorath. Um, so Korath is kind of. Um, he's kind of just taking stock of the 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 land and like the 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 trees and how everything seems to kind of be like weaving and he, uh, survival check to like kind of okay. like plan his steps a little bit more uh, to like kind of like. In lieu of stealth, he he wants to not he wants to not trip and make a big ass noise. Do it. <laughs> Good. That is a twenty-three. Oh yeah. Whee! So as you're going, you guys are walking along, and you notice that kind of off to the right there are um the tracks of footsteps <gasps> going in the same direction as you. So you get this feeling like you are going to catch up with a group that has passed through here not long ago if you continue to take this path. And so you kind of making that suggestion, you kind of point out this, this path through the trees that seems like to still go in the same direction that you need to go, but you'll potentially avoid them. And as you kind of move through them and you keep moving, you do sort of hear these voices like 100 or so feet to the right on the path that you would have been on yeah, I don't know. I guess it's crazy. There's like people like in ships that are, I mean, <laughs> it's good that we get to stay here, right? Yeah, I know, right? I'd hate to be out there. You know, and you hear this like conversation of these, um, you know, these inner guards. I mean, you can. Nah, we can, we can, <laughs> we can drop this skill challenge at any point. And just, you know, you can just kill everybody. It's you, Neil. Lorthmar. Um, I am going to uh, put on the old eyes of the eagle. And I'm going to Dust them off. look <laughs> for look <laughs> I'm gonna look for any signs of animal activity, mostly wyvern that I'm concerned with, uh around. Like whether it's breast droppings or a cluster of them hunting, whatever it is. I just wanna like kinda keep an eye out for that. Okay. Using a nature check? Perception. Oh okay. Ooh. Uh twenty one. So you're scanning around in your eyes of the eagle. You kind of hone in. You, you know, you you keep your eyes are keeping drawn to the tower of the high mage. You know where the usurper sits on your father's throne, and you see a group of wyverns leave from one of the top um, uh, parts of the tower, and you kind of lock with them. You know, and you follow them. And you're like, okay, they're not coming towards us. Oh, they are coming towards us. And you kind of have everybody like get underneath a tree and they fly overhead and they, you know, it makes no, it doesn't seem like they have tracked that you are there in any way. So that's three successes because you guys are level 18. That makes it Lorth Adol's turn. It's going to roll a nature check. I'm just kidding, Steve. Um, he is going to climb a tree um, as he's, you know, more muscular than, you know, the rest of your elf family. And he's going to sort of do something similar to what you're doing. But, you know, you only have certain angles of the window, a, a, a window to the sky. And so he's going to roll an athletics check. Oh, handedly. And he, and he just he scampers up this tree. Um, and he just pokes his head just through the top and he just sort of scans just to see if there's any like low flying or anything like that. And he just kind of poof, lands in the 
Still good. Firmly. Uh, to double check, the bard inspiration we got is gone, right? Because that was like 40 years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. That was a while ago. <laughs> this is going to go well. It's been, you got four successes right now. Yeah. You would be the um, only person to fail. It's, it's going to happen. So Brimley is going to uh, look through the woods and knowing that we were kind of on a path that you know people were walking, he's going to try to identify if there are any paths that maybe like wild animals kind of use to go back and forth. Looking for like little sticks that are broken or, or anything okay. like that um, using a nature skill. Okay. It's really survival, but it's fine. That wouldn't go well either. Yes. 13. Mm, 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 mm. This is like a first season skill check you're rolling. <laughs> um, well, I got religion and arcana. And so well, you I'm are. Not, like on good terms with Meliana right now. So you are walking through the woods and you are, you know, you're all doing your best to be as quiet as possible. Um, and you, uh, you step on this, uh, you kind of catch your foot on this um, twig. And there is sort of this like um, bramble in sort of this like bush. So you, you hit this twig and you're like, okay, that's not so bad. But the twig like the twig like knocks into this like <laughs> this like bramble and this like big stick just there's this crunch. Um, and you just hear this <laughs> this growl from like solid. Like 60 feet away, maybe. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, there's something is, you know. Minorly alerted to your presence. Windar. Okay. Um, so Windar hears that like low growl. So he's going to point in the general direction and say um, in a very threatening tone to try and intimidate this thing. Okay. Um, say, I guess I'm just going to do that again. I think it means look at me. It's from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. I just love <laughs> So. Oh, sorry. Roll that with disadvantage. Disadvantage? Okay. 28. So you have found a way to persuade a beast that has no language and lacks the intelligence to understand threats or language, but uh, the tone the is tone. sufficient. It's all about the tone, baby. And the growling stops because that's how bards work. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jeremy Crawford. So, <laughs> we. Yep. That's how that ended. I was watching a video about someone's like, like talking about how like it's like oh bards are, are, are underpowered. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I love my bard character. <laughs> so you uh, you begin. You continue moving along and you find yourselves at a small uh, encampment. Ooh. And there are two uh, winter set guards sitting on logs. Hmm. Now, the tactician in you knows that, like, you need to get to where you're going to do a job, but you also know that, like, Depending on how attacking effectively the king goes, you know, the less guards there are that can just rush in and, you know, help out, the better. So there is that part of your mind. Do I do I get the feeling that the soldiers serve whoever's in charge, like their loyalty is to the kingdom? Or do I get the sense that before I was exiled, like these people were like all on board with what was going on? So 
it, it, it's hard to tell, right? There could be people who loyally served your family and then, you know, the, the, most people don't think of it as a coup. You know, it, your, your, your parents died in a tragic accident. You know what I mean? So, so they could be genuinely good people, but knowing the usurper, you, you know, anybody who is like working in his inner circle, quite literally, is probably not. Like, is probably more aligns with his philosophy than not, you know? So that's how you feel. So yeah, you find these two guards and they're sort of just sitting on a log and you kind of, you, you know, you guys are 18th level characters rolling along and they're just like, yeah, so how's it going with, uh, what's her name, you know, by the way? And he's like, eh, it's, you know, it's, it's signal, whatever. I signal to them. As in, take them out. Okay. Um, and I would start stealthily moving towards. Okay. I will. Them. I will let each of you take a surprise round. We don't have to roll initiative, but each one of you can just do something um, if you would like. Um, and then if they survive this initial um, <laughs> surprise attack, then we can we can roll initiative and actually move to a, a combat. You guys are level eighteen, so it's uh, how, yeah. many, how many? Only are there? even the elite guards is only so good. There's two. There's two of these. Uh, uh, Winter, winter set guards. Hello, everyone. We'd just like to take this moment to thank our patrons for bringing this episode to you. So thank you to Austin, Caitlin, Frederick, JJ, Jordan, Justin, Kim, LA, Michael, Necroscope, Seven, Neil, and Scott. Thank you for all your support and helping us to keep this podcast going. <laughs>